catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, January 24th. I'm Violet comber Wylan, and this is The Point from WUFT News. History can be recounted in many different ways. For some, reenactment is one of the most powerful tools to display what happened in the past. I spoke with WUFT's Malia Leiden, who followed some of the reenactors who are fighting to preserve the history of the Black Seminole legacy. Here's Malia. So I have a particular, in my reporting, I have a particular interest in historical um, stories, particularly those that are arguably undercovered or maybe um, people aren't, haven't heard of them as often. And so with the concept of uh, Black Seminoles in Florida, that is definitely something that I personally did not know a lot about. And one of the aspects I love about journalism is getting to not only inform others, but also educate myself and inform myself. So it was a concept of me learning from others and hearing their stories and getting the opportunity to amplify them. And it started by attending the attack on Fort King reenactment in Ocala this past December. And then from there, um, I spoke with two people, um, but primarily the story was focused on Matthew Griffin, who is of Black Seminole descent, and he's been a historical reenactor for 20 years, um, and since he was 10 years old. So that was primarily focused on him and then extending out to the larger aspect of what's the history of Black Seminoles in Florida. And how did Matthew get involved in these kind of reenactments? His uncle was the one who got him started. Um, back in the day, his uncle always knew he, uh, Matthew had an interest in history. So every Sunday they would watch old Western movies like The Lone Ranger when he would visit his uncle and then he would tell them kind of more in detail about Black history. But when he was around seven or eight, the two discovered the Battlefield Historic State Park in Sumner County. And when they attended a reenactment of Dade's Battle of 1835, they met reenactors who told them about the history of Black Seminoles and encouraged them to get involved. And that's kind of how it all got started. What did you find that you learned through your research and reporting on this? Kind of more about the history of the Seminole Wars in connection to Black Seminoles and especially about the fact that Yes, a lot of the Seminole Wars had to do with um, the fight over land, but for Black Seminoles in particular, it was a fight for freedom. And the Second Seminole War was the deadliest, costliest um, war in, that the United States fought for in terms of Native American. Is there anything else that surprised you or that you found particularly interesting in your reporting? I think one of my sources talked about the aspect of when people write history books or when we talk about history, um, there's a tendency for it to be written by the winners or the people who were, quote unquote, um, more powerful back in the day, had a more aspect of power. Um, so he just encouraged this idea of kind of looking at 
history yourself and like going in and trying to find the full truth in that aspect in that aspect and um hopefully this article and this multimedia piece can give a start to that and give people and pique people's interest in learning even more That was WUFT's Malia Leiden on local reenactors' efforts to preserve the history behind black Seminole tribes. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. A federal judge blocked UF's ability to bar professors from serving as expert witnesses in testimony against the state government. This follows the barring of several UF professors from serving as expert witnesses in a voting rights case against the state last year. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker in Tallahassee issued a preliminary injunction against the university. The university had initially cited conflict of interest in its decision to prevent the professors from testifying. Following national outcry, the university reversed its decision and claimed to be establishing measures to prevent this. The university conducted an internal review of its conflict of interest policy, but Judge Walker explained the new policy was still inadequate. The university's accrediting body is also beginning an investigation into whether the school is violating academic freedom or using inappropriate political influence. Florida's budget surplus is growing. The surplus is due in part to the large amount of federal coronavirus relief payments, despite the state's push to keep businesses in the economy flowing. State economists met Friday and predict that state lawmakers will have nearly $4 billion to spend in general revenue when working on the new fiscal year in 2022-2023. This jump is provided due to a surge in sales tax collections, which exceeded initial forecasts. Legislators will have over $11 billion in unspent general revenue from this fiscal year. Combined with money from the 2022-2023 fiscal year, they will have an estimated over $50 billion to spend. In COVID news, Florida COVID deaths are up for the second week in a row, despite lowering case numbers. Florida logged over 288,000 COVID-19 infections on Friday, which is a big drop from the previous week, but about 32 times higher than mid-November. The state added over 600 people to its death count over the past week. This is compared to the eighth week of the Delta surge on August 13th, where over 1,000 people died. Over 15 million Florida residents have received at least one shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. In an effort to save more manatees from dying off, wildlife agencies provided the sea cow's lettuce in the Indian River Lagoon. According to WFME, these efforts were made after some 11,000 manatees died last year in Florida. The deaths were related to starvation in the Indian River Lagoon. The manatees did not start to show interest in this lettuce until last week. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Violet Cumber-Wylan, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Monday.